You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, guys, it is Tuesday, not Monday, which means there are big things in the works. We've been teasing the show for a while. Um, big news coming. I'm Not so from the big man. No. He has big music coming. He's excited about that. Josh Luber, CVO, will be joining us. If you don't know what that is, that's okay. I don't either. We're going to ask him. Hit your music and let's get him in here. I'm so excited. Just, I love, this is I love pop and circumstance. I love Just to make the, a show. Hit the button. Leave the room. He hasn't okay. been this giddy since he found out he was going to become a father. It's happening. He's been talking about this. It's ridiculous. Josh Luber has joined us, folks, for Podcast Tuesday. Big announcement. Josh, how the heck are you, man? <laughs> now I'm nervous yeah. that you guys have been, been hyping this up so much. I feel like, <laughs> damn, I, I better. I, I, I've been working with my team. we got to come up with something better really quick. I was going to say. Up to the hype. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's 2001 not Space Odyssey Muse is, is now in the public forum. You don't have to pay for it. You're, oh, you can use that too. Okay. We're all using it. We're all having fun with it. All right. Done and done. Changing my, my personal my personal theme music whenever I walk into a room. There you uh, go. That's Why don't you follow him around with that? It'd be great. Are you looking for an assistant? Because Jesse Jesse's going to be looking for a job after the show. So it's going to actually be a perfect fit. Oh man, Josh, thank you. Uh, by the way, this is this is awesome that you guys reached out. Um, we've known about this for uh, at least a month or two now. It seems like when AC reached out. Um, why don't you break us the news? What, what's going on? Well, um, we just launched Zero Cool, which is our trading card brand for culture, for non-sports, for all of the most important people, brands, IP in the world other than sports. And, um, you know, for me, this is, uh, you know, a, a, a culmination of, of years um, of an idea that we had way back at, at StockX. We can get into that. But for Fanatics Collectibles, this kind of completes the uh, picture for us, right? We, everyone knows that we've acquired the rights for baseball, basketball, football. We acquired Tops uh, a couple uh, months ago. But, you know, I look at this as there's really four major sports. It's baseball, basketball, football, and culture and all the other yes. people that are important in the world other than that. Um, obviously, I've you know been talking a lot on the personal side. I've been collecting a lot of non-sport cards for a long time. But um, you know, now we get to to launch the brand. We we teased it last week with a, a zero cool um, a hype site, but today it's live. Uh, the first product, the first um, you know, the brand, the technology platform, all of it. So I appreciate you guys um, letting me come on here and, and help promote it on its first day live. 
Absolutely, man. No, it's our honor. And the fact that you are paying so much uh, respect to the entertainment culture side of things, the side that I have been the minority in for so long of, you know, this is a sports card podcast first and foremost. And yet, you know, we cannot help but give credit to Marvel, give credit to celebrity cards, all the other culturally uh, famous cards out there. And now with this, this just gives more respect and credence to that portion of this hobby. I could not be more thankful for what you guys are doing. It's awesome. There you go. No question. I was he waiting for a question. Head. I'm he sorry. He shook his head and it was just a, a You're on a roll. You get the, yeah. theme, the I'm theme just, music. I'm sorry. I'm excited. There was not a question there. It was just more of a, is a fanboy response. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. And even the, the, the uh, sort of interaction with, with the ringer, right? Like, you know, years ago, uh, you know, Bill started just doing sports columns and like the evolution of just how he covers the world in culture that these two things are so intertwined. They don't exist in silos. They are, they are part of our, our life generally. And, and whether it's athletes or movies or actors or, or fashion designers or artists, like they're all part of the, the important things in our lives. So, you know, I think it's um, not uh, coincidental that um, we're talking to you guys, um, you know, first, because I think the ringers are a perfect, you know, sort of amalgamation of, of what's happening in trading cards as well. And just a quick shot at Bill, just so <laughs> knock Simmons down a post or two. He did a cute interview with Ruben. This is the real interview. This is the I, real I just assume Mike is just a guy who just a suit. When I want information about cards, I'm talking to Josh. And by the Fair. way, this is live. We're not talking three weeks ago and then releasing it. So I I'm mean, not trying to tell Bill how to do his job. Ruben, if you're listening, we'd also like to, you to have, come on as well Mr. in the future. Ruben. Mr. Mr. Ruben. Mr. There you Ruben. Go. Thank me. you. Uh, but Bill, you can come back too. <laughs> no, I, I think you make a good point though, Josh. Like the ringer. I mean, now is about one third cultural entertainment, the rewatchables, the black and white TV right. show. I mean, it, it does it. It's just so much Taylor spillover. Yep. The Taylor, Taylor Swift podcast. I haven't heard that. Is it really a Taylor yeah, Swift they review podcast? An album like every month. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you have to listen to the whole thing first? Don't worry about what you have to do. <laughs> just, just listen to it and enjoy it. There's not enough money. <laughs> All right. I, I did have a couple of questions. So I, I figured we would circle yeah. back and end with this, but I am curious. Um, What's changed, and just to kind of get into the sports card world of things for a few minutes, mm -hmm. obviously the Topps acquisition was huge. Um, what's changed? What's the direction? How's that going with you guys, you know, buying out that brand? Yep. I, you know, I, I think the last time I was on here, I, I alluded that to the possibility of that happened. I don't think any, it, it, this was a surprise for anyone. Ruben has also alluded to that, that being a possibility it was an obvious um, opportunity for us to just get into the business sooner rather than later, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, the, the license acquisitions uh, all take place of when the current license expires. So if, had we not acquired tops, we would have been on the sidelines for a couple of years for baseball. So the opportunity to get in there quicker, but also the most obvious, which is that tops has made baseball cards since 1952 tops yeah. is baseball yeah. cards. The brand will continue the brand. It was always the, the plan from the first conversation we had with with MLB and the MLB players, that conversation came up. They said, well, what about the brand? And we said, 100%, that's the plan. If if we're able to acquire tops, that is the, the goal. So from a customer standpoint, brand standpoint, nothing will change uh, with with baseball. Obviously, it's now part of Fanatics Collectibles. So there'll be more, uh, there'll be more of all of it. The brand is the brand. So that raises the question of that I know myself, uh, or I, I had this question right when Topps News broke, and a lot of guys in our uh, social media started asking, okay, well, they just bought Topps, and Topps makes baseball cards, and they make they seem to make just about as many as they can. So that means 
would they even have the ability, the production to create all these additional cards that are out there, such as basketball and football that Panini is now known for making. Is there any talk that there could be another buyout or is this the, the only one? Look, same logic. Um, you know, if we're able to um, acquire Panini, if that was a possibility, then we'd be able to get into basketball and football sooner rather than later. Um, if we don't, then we're waiting until those licenses expire, right? So yep. there's a there's a logic there. Um, you know, I have no, uh, you know, inside information. We're, we're dropping enough uh, news yeah. today uh, for, for one day. Um, but it's the same logic, right? Yep. It's the same logic. However, there is a little bit of difference here in that now that we have Tops and Tops is part of there. Hey, look, mm-hmm. Tops Chrome Basketball is as important to the history of, of basketball cards as any brand Anything. ever. So, yep. so we, you know, there's no worry that, uh, you know, we would have to make, you know, a, a random basketball card brand. If that happens, we'd be more than happy with, with Tops Chrome Basketball and Tops Basketball, um, which may happen regardless of whatever happens with Panini. But again, same logic. Um, for me, from a personal standpoint, I've said before, I'd love to have all the brands. I'd mm-hmm. love to have at my disposable. I mean, you know, Upper Deck Exquisite as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I, I think that that's probably even less likely to happen than, <laughs> than me. So. Okay, fair enough. Well, the cards that we are breaking today, the, the the cards that you guys just came out with are called, it's just Zero Cool is the brand, right? Yep. And so, the, go ahead. No, no. So Zero Cool is the brand. So think about it as, you know, Tops Panini Upper Deck Zero Cool. So now there's four major trading card brands. Um, you know, there have been trading card brands for non-sports before. Um, there's a cut, you know, um, uh, Rittenhouse makes Game of Thrones and Star Trek cards and, mm-hmm. and uh, Cryptozoic makes a, makes a couple sets, but there's never been a brand 100% dedicated to all aspects of culture. There's mm-hmm. been non-sports, there's been a little, a few things here or there, but it's not just about traditional IP like TVs and movies. It's how do we ultimately have trading card sets for uh, actors and rappers and musicians and fashion designers and politicians and business people and just all the aspects of culture because these people are as important as athletes in our lives. And, you know, it'll wane and wax. You know, maybe the, the sets for politicians isn't as uh, valuable as the set for uh, for actors. That's okay, mm-hmm, right? Sure. That's okay as we figure out and do that. But um, we also think this is really key to the overall strategy that I've mentioned multiple times, which is to grow the whole industry. Yeah. And the uh, way to bring new people into the hobby is I can't force somebody to like basketball cards or, or baseball cards, but if they're a fan of fashion designers, well, I'm way more likely to get those people interested in trading cards. If I can make trading cards of fashion designers sure. than trying to force them to like baseball or basketball. So that also goes to, to the overarching strategy of, of just making um, this whole hobby more accessible and, and more interesting for more people. Yeah, spread out, make sure we can get other guys in different segments of the, not hobby, but just other collectors of different things. I I, I think that's a great idea. Um, the the cards that you guys made, how many are there of, of this specific set? And do you want to go ahead and tell us what the set is? So when we think about um, culture, um, people immediately go to traditional IP. Uh, and then the next is things like um, actors and, and musicians. Um, the first trading card set for us is um, with uh, V Friends, which is Gary Vaynerchuk's NFT project. Gary V. Okay. And um, I don't think anybody would argue that NFTs have become a uh, an important part of culture today, mm-hmm. as everybody is trying to figure out um, where they fit long term. 
and um, have become very uh, collectible. And Gary, of course, um, is notable very, in both the NFT and trading card world. So we've made the first physical trading cards of the digital characters that are in VFriends. So there are many different um, uh, characters that Gary has designed. There's NFTs of them. So um, we have a, a physical trading card set. Um, it is a uh, sort of high-end design. Think like National Treasures, flawless type of uh, quality and, and um, uh, a sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a thousand boxes that were made, 10 cards per one pack, 10 cards per box. So that's it, 10,000 total cards. Wow. Um, okay. And to continue on a, a um, you know, a, 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 um, uh, just a thesis that we've had on all of this in terms of just transparency. We're telling everybody how much is being made, how much is being sold, all of that. So there's a thousand nice. boxes being made. We're selling 800 of them. 200 are going for promotional purposes, marketing, mm-hmm. um, damages, um, et cetera. That, those products will never be re-released. And those 800 products are all, 800 boxes are all being sold um, today. In the trading card set, uh, it mirrors the NFT uh, set in terms of the different uh, parallels that the matches. There's in fact six different one-on-ones in the NFT world uh, in the NFT set. Six different one-on-ones here, but there's okay. also been 15 hand-drawn cards by Gary that are new characters for V Friends uh, Series Two, which he has started to tease, which is coming out in the next couple months. He signed some cards. He's hand-drawn some cards. So there's a number of different chase elements in addition to just the parallels and the one-of-ones, et cetera. But oh, nice. you know, this is exciting for us to create a, a high-end product with, a, a, uh, with IP that is already you know, hugely successful and important in our culture, but not the traditional just to do you know, a trading card set for, um, you know, for, for a movie or a TV show. So let me ask you this. Is there any connection between the cards and the existing NFTs, like the NFT holders? Is there any utility between the two? There's not. Okay. Um, so nobody has to worry about figuring out um, you know how those things work. The, yeah. the number of different um, rules that that uh, different NFT projects have created to figure that out mm-hmm. is uh, <laughs> one of the interesting parts of the NFT world. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, but no, uh, there there is no uh, just except for the fact that the, the characters themselves are there, but um, there, there's no connection. And then you mentioned a huge thing too. You talked about this. So the selling uh, platform. You buy them on the website, but it's not just to go on there and click a buy it now. This is going to be the blind Dutch auction, correct? Yeah. yeah I know right. you explained and this last time. Could do it again for us because for sure. quite, quite frankly, I was going to blame the audience. I don't exactly <laughs> remember how it works either. So To be clear though too, Josh, so this guys are listening to this on Tuesday, March 8th. The platform is open on the 8th or is it not open? Yep. For, okay. It's yeah, on, on the 8th. At, 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 I think I want to say noon Eastern on the 8th is the thing. There you go. Okay. You ever get sick of the Eastern time zone, by the way? <laughs> central. It should only be central everywhere across the world. I live central now. Yeah. It's the first time in my life I've lived central. I miss all sorts of meetings. I'm just... <laughs> it's I, the best I, part I'm about it. To figure out what <laughs> I blow off meetings all the time now. <laughs> uh-huh. Central time is Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So the blind Dutch auction. Yep. Look, this is, this is... For us, this is so exciting because we get to launch a brand, a product, and a technology uh, platform, a technology product all at the same time. So the team has been working really hard on this. And um, look, we're, we're obviously excited about the brand and, and working with Gary. But the technology platform here is the truly, for lack of a less cliche way of saying it, like revolutionary part of this. Um, we, I've been talking about this for years, dating back to StockX. Um, we did a blind Dutch auction at, at StockX with Tops, 
um, you know, not coincidentally, um, you know, back when we did Bowman Chrome X with them. But this is the method of allowing the market to set the price for the products. And um, I'll do the, the short version. There's actually a really good explainer video and explainer text on the site at zerocool.com. Oh, nice. But the short version is everybody just places a bid for the most they're willing to pay. And it's blind, which means that you don't have to compete against somebody else. You don't have to race against a, a clock that's, uh, that's going down to zero. You don't have to try to beat someone else's bid. Just what do you want to pay for this? What do you think it's worth? After that happens, everything else happens behind the scenes as we figure out who the winners are for that product. And what we do is we take the top bids and match them against the number of products available. So make this really simple. If there's only 10 products available, if we were selling 10 boxes, the top 10 bidders would win the product. However, the way that it gets priced, the way that the, the uh, buyers get charged is that you take the lowest winning bid. So mm -hmm. if there's 10 products, the 10th highest bid becomes what's called the clearing price Everybody pays the clearing price, even the person that bid the most. So if the, if the number one bid was $1,000, then 800, 600, 500, and the 10th highest bid was $400, mm -hmm. everybody would pay $400, even the person that bid $1,000. This is the Dutch auction part. This is what a, a true Dutch auction that enables you to set a fair market price that everybody who bid a certain amount wins the product. But because of the nature of the Dutch auction, mm -hmm. in that scenario, nine of the 10 people get the product for less You're saving than what money. they're willing to pay. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's a win-win-win. Everybody comes out happy. You know, there's 800 product, 800 boxes that we're selling. So it'll probably be something like 96% of the people, 90, probably 8% of the people get it for less than what they're willing to pay. So it really is a fair system. And we didn't make this up. I mean, back years ago at Style, we were talking to economists, studying markets, talking to professors. I mean, we truly did a lot of research to figure this out because we didn't make up the, the mechanism of a blind Dutch auction, mm -hmm. but we think it is the fair system to sell any product that has you know, high demand, low supply. And so again, the kind of revolutionary part of this is we productize that. We've made a website that should make it easy for people to engage in what I think is the fairest way to sell products. Mm -hmm. And we, we start the process now. Anybody can go to zeropool.com, place a bid for the most you're willing to pay. And then the bidding closes Thursday uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. There Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then from there, we'll set the clearing price. And by the weekend, we'll send out emails for all the winners and we'll start shipping products. So it's, um, it's pretty exciting for all of us. And you know, the team has done a phenomenal job of doing this the technology, brand, product, you know, partnerships, all that to, to get here. So will so, you line all 800 at the same time then? Are you doing yeah, all 800 it, that day? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Great. So all 800 gets sold. It'll be the 800th highest. And then everybody bid. matches it. We'll set the clearing price, right? So, you know, a lot of times what happens in this is um, people try, uh, understand the mechanism and will bid something really high. Yeah, that's um, what I was in wondering. In fact, actually, the, at the first StockX time we did this, someone bid, a couple of people bid a million dollars, right? Which is totally fine, except if 801 people bid a million dollars, then there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, not for uh, you, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to charge a few million dollars. Yeah. But people understand the idea that, hey, it, I'm okay. I just want to make sure I win. Right. And wherever the clearing price sets up, we've actually changed that. There's a, a credit card hold that goes on. So I was going to ask a million dollar limit perfect. on your card. Um, but yeah, so every so it all happens at once. And that really is, um, frankly, the key to this because if you're selling any product, any asset at the same time, Everybody should pay the same price for it. Like the market price of this product at the exact time 
it's all the same, mm -hmm. which is why some of these other mechanisms where you know you have a declining Dutch auction where everybody's paying a different price, it creates really just awkward incentives and awkward feelings when you're like, hold on, everybody else just got the product for less than what I paid for it. So then I feel bad about it because other people got it for less. So it's one of the reasons why we really like this mechanism for, for selling products. Is there a limit to how many people can buy on this first go around? No. Okay. Um, there, there is no limit. The most that, that someone's credit card can hold and people can create multiple accounts. I mean, this is true equitable distribution. Um, whether you're a hobby shop, a distributor, a guy on the street or whomever, um, anyone can go and, and place as many bids they want. And by the way, you can place bids at, at different prices. Say, hey, I'm going to buy one box at, at $500, but if it's, you know, uh, five boxes, if it's at $300 or, or whatever it is. Gotcha. Um, it, it truly is um, open, transparent, and fair for however much people want to buy. Man. So, all right. This is Gary V's, you know, V friends that are going to be in this, this product. These are How the things I call doodles on napkins, by the way. <laughs> they, Have we scrubbed the audio from six months ago? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got it. Just making sure besides, we're talking about the same thing. Besides the, the Gary V friends, like how often are you going to be doing these rollouts? Like of these new, like a new edition. So, um, we will, uh, release product as often as makes sense. Okay. Um, we will hopefully have a, a another product to release not too long after this. Um, but this is a new brand. And you know, you prefaced earlier the supply constraints in the hobby right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's part of it. Um, okay. you, know, uh, you guys are probably all very aware that there's not a whole lot of uh, basketball product out there for the new rookies. Brutal. There's a lot of products that have been uh, delayed. pushed. And yep. so, yeah, and so we're dealing with that <laughs> as well. Um, and, but for us, it's about, you know, creating the right product with the right partners across all of it. So, you know, it, it'll be as often as we can release product. Let me ask you just in, in line with this too. So again, getting back to the tops thing for a second, just for the sports guys out there, do you see the tops? Well, I'm just curious too, just in general. I mean, obviously you acquired the brand top series one release, which I'm sure was pretty well done by the time you guys made that deal. I mean, I know they, right. they're usually months out the rest of the normal season of releases, barring the lockout. I don't know how that plays in. Do you foresee you guys continuing to release the tops, tops baseball products as they were kind of scheduled roughly? Or has that thing been hugely impacted as well? And if so, sorry for the huge run on question, yep. do you foresee the blind Dutch auction coming into play with tops products at all? So, um, you know, it's only been a couple months. It's been less, actually just less than two months. Um, and we've been working very hard and fast to integrate the business, to work with the tops team, all the, Tops team has all remained in place, leadership and, and everybody else there. Um, a lot of product, as you know, is made you know six, eight, nine, twelve months in advance, um, but not all of the distribution decisions. So everything's on the table for us to to figure out and to work with them and figure out what the right product is. But as much as I believe in the blind Dutch auction mechanism as a fair way to release product, I don't think that all products should be released that way. Okay. Right. In fact, you know that is a direct to consumer method. You know, there will still be, you know, the majority of the product that gets distributed through distributors, hobby shops, you know, retail, all the traditional channels. So it's an open question that we're figuring out. I would imagine you will see at least a few blind Dutch auctions with Tops product, but all of this is is TBD as we're figuring it out real time. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I, I am curious. I actually, I mean, part of me is like, this would be awesome to see blind Dutch auction on all Tops products. As a breaker, I'm like, man, I would love to keep getting my allocation. But I do think it would be wild to see what this would do with some high end products. Like, I think right. you'd see some crazy. Oh, right I think you'd now, see crazy buzz at least. It'd be absolutely insane. You, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm afraid though. You did that now, and it would price a lot of people out. 
Because I think that there are there the is big so much just money. Buy, yeah, we just spend so much to get exactly. it all. Exactly. Yeah, that's but it's possible. Fortunately, it we don't cut, have to worry about that. It cuts both ways, though. If yeah. someone does that, right, they're going to be on the hook if they've paid too much for that product, right? right? Sure. And then the next time, they're definitely not doing that because you know like that's just so it 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 cuts both ways. But you could also foresee a scenario where we use this mechanism as a way to price product for select groups. So today, you know, hobby shops, breakers, they all get certain allocations. Distributors get certain allocations. And today it's at a, a fixed price. Well, maybe we do a blind Dutch auction and the only people that can participate are distributors mm. or hobby shops or breakers, right? There's mm -hmm. no sort of fixed rules here about how we do this. Some you can have open to the whole world. Or by the way, maybe there's just open to Topps Montgomery Club. And it's just their, their VIP members that can participate in a, uh, in a release. You know, these are all the things we're thinking about to create you know, equitable distribution, mm -hmm. fair system that, that works for everybody. So right now, obviously, we're excited because tomorrow I'm going to be able to go out to the website, zerocool.com and buy well, a box. Today. Well, today. I Sorry. know. We're, yeah, thank we're you. recording on it. But yeah. just, the audience knows us. They, <laughs> they, we're recording we're this so Monday. We're this. releasing this on mm -hmm. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Just so we, I just don't want us jumping all over. So, <laughs> thank yeah. you very much. Yes. Uh, Central so time when I go out right now and go buy this. Um, there you go. I, I can do it because I live in a, here in the United States. Can I buy this if I'm in Australia, Singapore, wherever? Not yet. Okay. Um, not yet. Um, you know, as you guys, um, I'm sure know, uh, you just get into all sorts of shipping um, tariffs, taxes, mm -hmm. everything when you start, you know, going international. So we want to get there ASAP okay. from a, a release standpoint. Um, but no, not yet. This release is US only. So in the future, what do you foresee? Do you foresee this just being a uh, complete international or do you think this will continue to be limited for the ongoing future uh, of this product? Look, Zero Cool has to be a global product. I mean, part of the, the reason this is so exciting is that you know, culture is global. Mm -hmm. You know, baseball and football are pretty much U.S. only. You know, basketball have obviously become much more global, particularly in Asia. Mm -hmm. But you know, Pharrell is global. Kanye is global, yeah. right? You know, they have the have the opportunity to to release these products um, and allow the whole world to participate is you know is is only a good thing. But there is a you know there are limitations in technology and and um, uh, just logistics you know that we have to work with. So. Okay. On that note, too. Is James Harden going to get the Sixers to the finals? How do you feel about this trade? I was actually <laughs> oh super God. high on this heart. I thought Brooklyn you know, you and Philly. Philly, right? I do. So, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, I had the, the, um, I was able to go to the first home game uh, last Wednesday. Nice. These were the floor oh, seats man. I saw on Instagram, were they not? <laughs> look, sometimes it's nice to have business partners that have. Uh, <laughs> I will say in a year and a half working with, with uh, Ruben, that's the first time that I actually was like, hey, do you think I could, you know, I, I asked, you, asked him for the tickets. Oh, you got the to. The energy in that room was, oh, was unbelievable. I, I, I'm almost, my voice is almost back. I lost my voice just trying to talk to the person next to me. They <laughs> look so good. And by the way, Maxi looks so good yep. next mm -hmm. to them. And Tobias Harris will figure out how to fit in there. I really like I mean, I'm I'm obviously biased, but oh man, like they they look good. Yeah, the minute that happened, I was like, well, it's Philly and Brooklyn now, because I still I actually mm -hmm. am still a big Ben Simmons fan. I don't I never liked this team being a Celtics guy, but like that kid has a third scoring option with his defense. I, that Brooklyn team's a handful, yeah. and if Harder yeah, yeah, and Bead yeah. can learn to finish, I just that's a, that's going to be a wild Eastern Conference. You see, that's called a that's a nice little jump. See that there, we're just connecting the dots. I'm I'm really glad that you guys can relate on that because I'm going to relate on all the celebrity card uh, side of things. So, um, so that being said, like, 
do you foresee there to be, I don't know, not an issue, but like getting celebrity autographs, is that the same thing as like going to a sports guy, like asking a, a player to sign a bunch of his cards or how, how do you foresee that going in the future? So you actually, um, this is tip of the iceberg of, of a really big um, uh, point, which is part of the reason why there's never truly been a trading card brand for culture because to get the licenses, they're all one-off deals, Yeah. right? Baseball, basketball, football, sports, you need two licenses. You need the league and the PA. That's mm -hmm. it. Now you still do the one-off autograph deals, but it's all facilitated through the, the Players Association it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Here, if I wanted to do a set with, say, for example, you know, a hundred um, a hundred musicians, mm -hmm. I'd have to go get do a hundred different licensing deals with each one of those people. And everyone's gonna have their own thoughts and everything else. So um, this is part of the challenge for us. But I'll say one of my favorite kind of startup like quotes or mantras is um, is do things that don't scale, do the hard things that in the beginning don't make sense from a, a scale perspective, but it's worth putting in the effort and the elbow grease and, and the hard work to, to get that because other people won't do that and you can distinguish yourself. Yeah, Having the resources of Fanatics and Fanatics Collectibles in this business, all the other sports cards, all of it, it gives us a platform to do that, to, to go through the, the frankly frustrating you know, licensing process that we'll have to do to build that, mm -hmm. but we can do that. And if we do on the fan side, on the consumer side, to create a trading card set that's 100 musicians or 100 actors or 100 fashion designers, that stuff's never been done. Yeah. But the collectors are there. We've seen it by the one-off cards that exist, whether it's the you know handful of rock cards from the 60s or 70s or the Kim Kardashian card or the Kanye West card. Mm -hmm. like these one-off cards exist. But so that that's part of the, the whole thing is um, is really to be able to to do that work and, and create this product. Well, aren't there like there's like the Teamster union for like the the guys who work behind the scenes on movies and stuff? Aren't there unions where you have to like go and uh, you have to be a part of to be able to get insurance if you're an actor or something like that? I was thinking you could maybe approach one of the unions where it's like if you want to be a part of this, you we're essentially making also deals where you are also going to be a part of the agreement to sign over, you know, sign cards or something like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas. I'm just trying to help you, Josh. If I can help me help you. you know, I, I, I appreciate that. It, that. But you're you're right on, which is, and I don't know if it's necessarily the union, but there are small groups of talent in places. So the uh, record labels or talent agencies, um, you know, so there are small groups. It's not there as easy as sports where you just have league and PA, yeah. but you do have small groups of people. And so we're already having those conversations with those organizations to try to make it easier to get large groups of talent, you know, at once. But it's also why a set like this with Gary and V friends, that's a single deal with Gary to do that as mm -hmm. opposed to a set where there's a hundred people and, and you have to go get everybody on there. So. Yeah, and I will say just regards to the demand, I mean, Leaf Pop Century three years ago was something we just laughed at and just didn't want. It was garbage. I'm not saying it's the most high quality product in the world, but the last two years, the demand for that product, which again, I don't think is anything that special. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. That's a, that's I, okay. I like some of the names in it. I think it's a cool thing. I, I, I think it's a cool idea that's just not being done. Like for me, I'm not super, I see those cards. I'm like, these look cheap to me. I love the fact that it is entertainment. I love the fact that there are musicians and, and actors, actresses, there's different. But what if I only am chasing the five rappers in the set? I got to blow 300 bucks on a box on an offshoot. So yeah, if you're telling me, and again, yeah. with Fanatics, maybe that becomes possible. We can do a 50 or 100 card set of just musicians, just actors, just the... 
I, I think that's that's a huge way to merge like the people who are on the fringe with just that stuff. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, Fanatics makes basketball cards. I don't really care, but I'm going to grab a pack. And then all of a sudden they're in the hobby as well. So that crossover, that yeah, the crossover gets interesting to me, I think. Do you know, yeah. I, I don't know if this is anything that you you have much knowledge on right now, but we were talking to some friends and they were mentioning how in stadiums right now, they're selling uh, basketball products at Fanatic shops. Are you familiar with oh, yeah, this? Mosaic. Yeah, right, yeah in Memphis. Mosaic. Our buddy was telling us at the Memphis Arena. Is, is this something that's going to spread yeah. out? Like, is this going to be uh, United States wide, worldwide? What what kind of plans do you think are going forward with that? Yeah, so I I heard you guys talking about that. I wasn't, I don't know specifically about that product, but a thousand percent, we need to do more of that. Yeah. Um, not only product in stadium, but think of the evolution that that sports betting is going through right now, right? Where, you know, people can bet live in games. Mm -hmm. And uh, first, obviously on your phone and the apps, but eventually there's going to be a, a screen at your seat in the stadium and it's going to be, you know, MB you know, has a block and then, you know, do you want to bet on, you know, MB, when MB's next block is going to up? Like all that is a thousand percent happening right before our eyes. So there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to have the, use the same infrastructure that MB gets a block and says, do you want to buy an MB rookie card and mm -hmm. link to it here and, and all the same things. I mean, you know, the, the intersection between, I mean, Fanatics has put the playbook out there. Look at the businesses that they've created underneath it between NFTs, gaming, you know, trading cards. Mm -hmm. It's their relationship with the leagues and PAs who are now equity partners in our business as well as Fanatic Collectibles. All these things are... are all to the same goal, which is grow the hobby entirely. So. I want a screen at my seat at the next Cub game I go to, and it's I want a hot dog, nachos, no, a, a box game. of Chrome, and what? I went to a box, I went to a Cubs game in 2014. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Okay, it's only been eight years. It's not a big deal, but that's what that would be awesome. Like, what if you could have like yeah. just place orders like that? Oh, I just uh, I don't know about the betting. I, I'm too worried about like someone like oh I'm. Had a couple of drinks and I just lost my house on that play. Um, that would that'd make me nervous. But side note, are, I think that's crazy. Also, okay, I think it's crazy, but it's obviously <laughs> happening, and, and yeah, of course that we're stopping. But I will say that model of having cards accessible because I've always said the easiest connection is a sports fan who doesn't buy cards yet. Cool, like there's the easiest customer to acquire them in the space. So yeah, Jimmy's going to buy a Fanatics jersey at the ballpark anyways. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids named Jimmy. Don't yeah. give me that look. I saw that <laughs> smugness you view. And it's like, hey, by the way, Jimmy, there's a basketball pack, baseball pack, whatever it is, right next to in the same store. I think the connection's okay. super easy. So Absolutely. Um, well, I want to see this stuff now. I've been talking about it long enough. Do I get to see it? About, let's just, let me just pull out the box. I haven't actually seen the box yet, Josh. He kept it hidden. I, oh, it's still in the I, FedEx box? Oh, I've already opened it. Oh, good. All right. We unboxed something the other day. The audio was so atrocious. Much better. All right, what so we got here? here's the thing about this box. When I first saw it, I was like, this. Hang on, hang on. Just unwrap it. It's super loud. That way he doesn't kill the audio. There you go. There we go. All right, let me see this, this thing. thing. There we go. Oh, this looks like a top sterling box. Does this not look like a high-end, like one of the high-end? Um, looks pretty clean. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. it looks very similar to what most guys may have already expected in high-end boxes. It's like a spider like. cat on top of the FV friends. I like that. So I is the art, I assume like the, <clears throat> is the overall idea to keep the the box and everything the same and like the art on the front different each time or do you have an idea for that going forward no not necessarily i mean just like um you know the different brands today um you'll see some products that are more high-end than others you'll mm -hmm. see others that have i mean this is a you know this is a one pack 10 card box as opposed to 
you know, a Prism or a Topps Chrome box that has, you know, many more cards. So no, this is more about the the brand and, and what we decided to do with Gary. I think it would be really cool if you had different boxes and that, like the boxes themselves could be almost collector. Like if there was some kind of specialty art, just, just so, an idea. Sorry, I cut you up. 1000%. That is, I think, a, a highly, highly, uh, just a huge miss in the industry why mm-hmm. there's not more focus on that. Because, you know, you guys have seen this where kids will put prison boxes up in their house. Yeah, exactly. And, and, right? Like that stuff should all be collectible. It's, look, it, it, it takes more time. There's some more money that goes into it. And certainly today where you have the supply chain issues, I get what, but man, we should be able to make beautiful boxes that are collectible, that are also, you know, have chase elements into it also. Like every aspect of that we should be able to do. So, I mean, even right if, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, so here's the thing. Zero cool. By the way, I want to make sure we get this plug correct. Zero yeah. cool. Z-E-R-O. C-O-O-L. Just yeah. zero cool. No numbers. Zerocool.com. These will be on sale by the time you hear this podcast today, tomorrow. Yes. Correct. Tuesday. Or t- today, when this is, when you're listening to this, you can go to there, go there and go buy this. Um, I don't know what the chip. put in a bid. It's the first time I've ripped a box. I have no idea if I've hit the Connor McDavid one of one or if I hit, you know. So that so that's a, a solid question. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, the most chased cards in this, would you say, are the ones that uh, are the unique ones that are, there aren't even NFTs of as of yet? Or do you have thoughts on that? Yeah. So for everybody listening, uh, full checklist and all parallels are available on zerocool.com. that. Full um, checklist. That's but great. There are, uh, there's a few one of ones and then the, then there's a few one of ones that are also signed, but the highest chase element, there's actually 15 hand-drawn sketches that Gary drew himself. Um, and so those are going to be the, uh, the, the highest level chase. All right. Um, here's the, here's the thing, listener. If you're listening to this real awkward, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably wondering, Oh, I can't wait to, I find out what they're about to rip. Too bad. Well, guess what? Listen elsewhere. (laughs) We are going to rip this. However, because you were listening to this on Tuesday, uh, we don't want to give away this, the surprises of what we pulled because maybe we got, Five of the the top fifteen are we still cards. Firm? Are, we, are we still firm? are we still firm on this? We can't rip it now. No, we okay. We that would are not be a pretty poor uh, uh, um, distribution. Yeah, exactly. If you get five, if you get five of the fifteen, so. headline, headline yeah. Fanatics juices mm-hmm. box for the ringer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we are going to be ripping this on our YouTube page, which will release uh, Thursday. That will be released on Thursday when we are just about done with the bidding process because. We don't want to spoil anything as far as what you might be getting in the, those products. So that being yeah. said, um, before we leave this this show and we go into uh, the recording for our YouTube on Thursday, anything else coming up, Josh? Anything else you wanted to plug or any any other news? Is there anything else you haven't told anybody publicly? <laughs> Actually, you know what, Josh? Before Personal we, be- or business. Before we ask you, I do have one other quick question now because I'm always selfishly motivated. It's not. It's pretty transparent. Yep. Uh, my, my selfishness is very apparent. Yeah. So you guys came to us with this, which I think is cool. Like nobody's, nobody's going to have this before we do, which I think is awesome. In terms of the next sports card release, I'm curious, what do we have to do to get you guys to do this with sports cards for us as well? Well, there hasn't been a, um, a groundbreaking sports card release in, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, uh, that's what we're counting on you for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The top series one. So, uh, we'll keep that in the, in the back of our mind. You oh, know, boy. we're, like I said, we're, we're slowly real time. 
working with all the sports properties to figure out, you know, how and when we release stuff. So that's funny. My, Josh or mm-hmm. Mike doesn't usually put the pressure on people. He usually tells me to put the pressure on someone before somebody you is. Know what it is. I'm the third wheel here. I know what I, I'm the annoying a- chaperone here. <laughs> I, I know. Trust me. When Josh isn't here, I know my role. Okay, when he is, I get, I get myself back in the dining room here. Don't you worry about get me. Out of here. The little guy in the background. So we're done. We're going to close out the show. We're going to rip this live. Is that correct? I think that's the plan. So there you go. That is your podcast. Sports cards, nonsense brought to you by the ringer podcast network powered by Spotify. I would say the best interview that's happened on this network in a long time, quite frankly. Bill had a decent interview with Ruben. We gave you the real story with the CVO, Josh Luber. Uh, if you have any more questions too, make sure for the new guys in the audience, sportscardsnonsense.com under card services. We have all of our trusted affiliates, partners, whatever you want to call the people we do business with. Check that out and we'll be back with YouTube and the podcast on Thursday. Later. Bye. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.